0: Hey, what's going on everybody? Welcome to the Quirkin Entertainment Show. Uh, I am your host, Frankie Quirkin. I almost forgot my own intro. Um, For our season premiere, season 3 premiere is here, everybody, uh, and it's great to be here. Uh, You probably don't notice a huge difference in the sound of um, of the audio, but to me it's a huge difference because it is the Shure MV7 Uh, Well, that's what I had before, but except this one here, it's one of those real fancy ones where you can adjust the mic and you can press the buttons on the mic itself uh, to fiddle with the audio and this and that. Um, Probably makes no difference to you guys. You guys probably had no idea that that there was even a difference in my sound. Anyways, don't matter. But, um, you know, upgrade the equipment a little bit at Christmas time. Santa was good to me. Hope you guys had a great Christmas and a great New Year's. and. Uh, Here we are in 2024. It feels great. It feels great. It's a new year um, and just looking forward to, you know, just something different. You know what I mean? It's like, I think we all get to that point that by the end of the year, you're like, I think we're ready for this year to just be done. Can we just like, uh, like, let's just move on. You know what I mean? Like, I I was kind of at that point. So it's great that we are in in a new year and uh, excited to see what 2024 has in store for us. Um, first off, just before we start, um, I want to give a quick little plug about, uh, our night of one acts. It's coming next Friday night. I am super stoked about this next Friday night. Um, I am so excited that we are presenting, um, Corkin Entertainment is presenting a one night and for one night only a dessert theater with assorted desserts, um, uh, and an evening of entertainment, uh, two one act plays. Uh, desserts in between at the intermission and uh it's set to be a great time at the Beer Brook Center tickets $25 you can purchase them at the door or by texting or calling 624-3315 although I will um I will just point out though it is highly encouraged that people do um reach out or or uh, book ahead in advance just to help the bakers know what to prepare and everything you know you're preparing desserts like you don't want to prep too much and you don't want to have not enough you know what i mean so if at all possible if you could book ahead it would be greatly greatly appreciated um although it is not necessary but anyway um so that's a little plug for that so uh season premiere guys i'm hosting the show solo for the season three premiere um and uh so i i hope you guys will enjoy this and (laughs) and indulge me as i uh, open the year, open the season with just myself rambling about certain things. Um, uh, I'm trying to think, I'm like, I'm wondering if there's, cause like last year I made the change of, of course, season one where, where we had the guest, uh, carry on to the whole entire, uh, show. So we would do the guest interview and then we would uh, take them with us through the topics. Um, and then last year I made the change where it was just going to be the guest interview. And then we, 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 will move on to the topics. Um, but this year I'm not entirely sure if there's, there's not really much change in term in terms of the show. I mean, it's pretty much, I think it works much better personally. Um, the way we started doing it last year where it's, uh, you know, guest interview 30 minutes or so. And then we do the the coverage of the topics and stuff. I think it worked better personally. Um, you know, when you're booking guests, it's hard to get them sometimes for like the full hour. Some of them like, oh, I got places place to be or I, I, I don't want to talk about this. I don't want to talk about that. So it got a little bit like, oh, okay, so maybe it's just better if I do those topics separate and we just focus the guest interview will just be focused on them. We just talk about them. Um, and I think it worked very well. We're going to keep that going through this year. Who knows, maybe season four will be like, nah, let's just change it up. But for now, it's working good for me. And it's actually so much easier, believe it or not. It is so much easier. Um, so, yeah, there is that. Um, and um, aside from that, yeah, there's not really much changes that I, I can think of. Because, you know, you, you want to start every year. Kind of fresh, like you want to, like yeah. What are we gonna change this year? We change this year. So far, everything seems to be working. You know what I mean? You know, like I'm grateful that everyone's still listening. By the way, Feedspot, uh, thank you guys so much. I put this on our um on our uh, social media, uh, include us in their uh top six or their uh uh, sorry top twenty five uh best New Brunswick podcasts. They put us in at number six. So thank you so much for that. Uh, really, really appreciate it. Um, big ego boost. Um, (laughs) no, um. Just an honor that we got people listening to it and uh, and uh, giving their feedback. Just feels great. Uh, to some people, it might not be a lot, but to me, it is. You know, I'm just happy to be honored in some way. Um, but uh, yeah. So, uh, anyways, moving on to the show today. Uh, this is a long ass intro. Um, I'm gonna give my top five podcasts. Now, being that this is our third season premiere, I thought it'd be fun to just talk a little bit about, uh, you know, what f- top five podcasts. Uh, you know really inspire me which ones do I like the most Uh, I thought it'd be fun to kind of talk about that Uh, throw in some honorable mentions as well Uh, we will also be talking about uh, top five most anticipated movies of 2024 almost at 2023 I got to get out of the habit of that Um, and uh, so yeah just what movies I'm looking forward to seeing here also with some honorable mentions and uh, and then I'm going to be giving a review of the new Bradley Cooper uh directed written and starring uh or stars film sorry um maestro bradley cooper wrote directed and starred in it absolutely fantastic movie or he or he co-wrote it sorry with uh another gentleman uh starring bradley cooper and carrie mulligan absolutely fantastic um uh movie Spoiler, yeah, spoiler alert for those of you guys who are waiting for the review to hear what I thought. It's a fantastic movie, but I'll give my thoughts on it later. Um, so, anyways, guys, without further ado, sit back, relax, enjoy the show today for our season three premiere. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Corcoran Entertainment Show. I'm your host, Frankie Corcoran. Oops, I just hit my hand on the table. Um, Welcome back to the Season 3 premiere uh, as I host the show solo and I hope you guys are willing to indulge me as I, you know, host the show by myself today. Um, Just sitting here, me and my dog. Um, I'm keeping them quiet here (laughs) because here's one thing. I love the dog. So funny every time I do a podcast, that's when he gets like the most hectic because I'm not paying attention to him. So we're just chilling here. I'm here talking, and I got uh, Tim Hortons and Timbits, and uh, just to calm him down every now and then, I just toss him the odd plain Timbit here and there, and he loves it. And we're all holding hands and singing Kumbaya. Um, yeah. So that was off trap. Uh, so our first topic today, as I mentioned, uh, is going to be I will count down my top five podcasts of all time. Um, so this was a hard 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 list to make um like very hard uh because I mean of course doing a podcast starting a podcast you have to listen to lots of them you have to get the right inspiration you have to like really it's almost like the same thing as if you're like writing music or you're making a movie or you're doing a tv show doing theater you have to watch a lot of what you're doing so you want to uh like for me uh writing and producing plays I have to watch a lot of plays and over the years I've done and acted in so many plays so that's what really helped me um but and the same deal with a podcast uh you can't just start a podcast without even hearing a podcast like I don't even know you know we'll just turn on the you know mic and just start talking you know y- you kind of got to listen to some and get the right feel you know what i mean like you you really got to understand what it's like cuz a lot of work goes into them and that's something that i think people don't some people take for granted, or some people who haven't started a podcast don't, like, they're just like, oh, come on, like, how, how hard can it be? You just turn on a mic and start talking, it's like, well, no, no, you got to keep people engaged, you got to keep people uh, wanting to come back, if it's just you talking for, you know, how however long your podcast is, an hour, half an hour, 50 minutes, over an hour, some podcasts could be over two hours long, and it's just, you know, drags on and nothing really changes. That's kind of a problem. You know, you have to listen to some podcasts, listen to all kinds of them, and, you know, find that balance of, okay, I'm not going to make my podcast like a, you know, carbon, like, uh, what do they call that? Um, uh, ca- like a copy, basically, of some other podcast. You want to make it your own, but also uh, learn from what these people do with their podcast and incorporate it into your own. Not necessarily steal their content and stuff like that, um, but... Anyways, so that's basically why I thought about doing this. But it was such a hard list to make. I remember I did, um, it was like a top five TV episodes. It was something, It was a topic I, I did last season. And I was like, holy shit, it is so hard. Like when you're going through all the shows that you've watched, all the amazing episodes there are, and you're like, how the hell do I choose five of them? Uh, some lists, it was so much that I, I just put it to a top 10, but for this one, I think top five is good. I think top five works out. So uh, first off, I want to start with some uh, honorable mentions. You know, you're doing a top five list and you have and you listen to a billion podcasts. Some are bound to be left out, but that's just how it is. You know what I mean? Like there's nothing much you can do about it. So um, all honorable mentions, first off, it all started with a light bulb. Of course, shout out to you, Sarah and Kale. Uh, love listening to that every Friday when it comes out. Uh, It was definitely an honorable mention. Uh, If I did a top 10 list, it would be in the top 10. So if you guys are listening, uh, shout out to you guys. Um, Next up is uh, Bob Saget's Here For You. That was, of course, the late Bob Saget had his own podcast. Uh, They haven't, I mean, obviously Bob Saget passed away, so there's no new episodes. So because there hasn't been any new episodes in so long, I was like, I can't really put it in the top five, Uh, although there is a podcast on here that hasn't uploaded for a while, but I'll get to that later um but that was an honorable mention i was like just because they haven't uploaded in so long uh but it, it was just great to hear bob saget talking with people from full house uh comedians and stuff like that and people he's worked with over the years it was great uh you know god rest his soul and uh it was it it definitely deserved an honorable mention at the least so um next one on the list is going to be uh one that i was like i was trying to find a way to put it on here uh, and I was like, it just got narrowly beat out by, uh, some of the other ones, uh, that were on the list. And that's of course, uh, the Joe Rogan experience. That's probably like the most listened to a podcast ever. Um, tried to find the place for it. I just couldn't, it was just fought for. It was just so hard. Um, you know, and that's nothing against them and everything. It's just, yeah, this is so hard. I was like, I was better off just turning this into a top five. Cause I think I'm going to have more honorable mentions here than anything. Um, yeah. But uh, So yeah, Joe Rogan Experience is one. Uh, and then another one that I wanted to make sure that I shout out is uh, the Always Sunny podcast. They haven't uploaded an episode very recent. It's been probably July since the last episode was ever released. Of course, the writer strike happened, so that kind of put a halt on things. But I still love the podcast. I still absolutely adore it. And um, just finding a place for it on the list was just so hard. Um, so that's going to do it for the honorable mentions. Now let's get into uh, the, the, what do you call it, the nitty gritty of this list. Um, so starting off with number five. Number five is going to be Inside of You with Michael Rosen. For those of you guys who don't, don't know of Michael Rosenbaum, he, of course, played Lex Luthor's father in Smallville. Amazing actor. He uh, has a podcast where he basically just has people on who work in the entertainment industry, actors, directors, all that stuff. And as the title suggests, inside of you uh, talks about their careers, and it's just such a perfect in-depth uh, analysis of because working in the inter- uh, in- <laughs> working in the entertainment industry is very tough, and I talk about it with less on here as well um, because it's not as easy as many people might think. There's a lot to it, and uh, you know, a lot of anxiety, a lot of. Uh, rejection and all that and so inside of you with Michael Rosenbaum especially it all it also helps too that Michael Rosenbaum is an actor himself too and so he's able to give his uh thoughts and stuff like that uh based on his experiences and him and the guests are able to relate to one another on that level and it's just super insightful just hearing it all the stories the episodes are like well almost like two hours each um, probably a little bit less, but it just, I guess it just depends on who he has. He just recently had Keanu Reeves on there and it was a fantastic episode. Um, and he also had James Gunn on there was as well. And just a fantastic episode. Um, I'd love to have Michael Rosenbaum here on at some point, whether he, I, I can get him or not, I don't know. But, uh, so yeah, inside of you with Michael Rosenbaum, definitely guys, be sure to check that out. Uh, even if you're not an entertainment buff, even if you're not somebody who works in the entertainment industry, it's still a super insightful podcast that you should listen to, and I highly, highly recommend it. So that's number five. Number four is going to be the Better Call Saul Insider Podcast. Now, of course, I would have put it higher, but the only trouble uh, is, and kind of the same deal with, um, with uh, how, how I mentioned the Always Sunny Podcast hasn't uploaded in a while, Uh, Bob Saget's here for you, hasn't uploaded since he passed away, and neither has the Better Call Saul Insider podcast, but the reason why um, I ended up putting this in the top five is because it was so inspiring to me. Not just Now, the Better Call Saul Insider podcast and the Always Sunny podcast are very similar in a lot of ways. Of course, they have the creators of the show, the producers, the directors, the actors come on, and they talk about their experiences on the show, uh, what went behind some of the creative decisions and stuff like that. But for me, Better Call Saul, because it's like one of my top favorite TV shows of all time, it's, you know, easily, easily one of the best shows ever. And that's no exaggeration, not just my favorite show, but really one of the best shows of all time. And I think many people will agree with me as well. Hearing there, and also just as a creator myself, it's so inspiring to hear what goes into making the show and listening. Because, of course, they'll have the actors like Vince Gilligan, Peter Gould. um, uh, uh, Gordon Smith, uh, Bob Odenkirk will even appear on there. They even did one for the Breaking Bad Insider podcast. Um, I so I guess you could kind of include both of these on there. I just picked the Better Call Saul Insider one because really they're both the same. Like the both Insider podcasts are the same. It's just two different shows. But I just put the Better Call Saul one on probably because well, there is more episodes of Better Call Saul, not by a lot. There's 63 episodes of Better Call Saul and there's 62 of Breaking Bad. Um, but overall, and And uh, you guys will know, too, because, of course, every time we wrap up a theatrical production, we will also do an Insider Podcast and have the people on. That was very heavily inspired by the Better Call Saul Insider Podcast and the Always Sunny Insider Podcast. Um, It's just really uh, great to hear uh, because it's, it's not something I really hear too often where you have... Um, theater companies where they'll do a play and then they'll talk about it on a podcast and just talk, you know, people who have seen the show even people who haven't seen the show it's so insightful just to hear their thoughts on what went into the production and, and all that and uh, so that's really why the Better Call Saul Insider podcast really sticks out to me. As a creator myself, it really helps me. And it, you know, kind of, it's, it's also super, you learn a lot. You really learn a lot about the creative process in writing scripts and all that stuff. So um, even though TV and, and uh, theater are two completely different, uh, uh, you know, entities, uh, still, it is still super inspiring. And I had to put it at number four. Uh, of course, it hasn't uploaded in forever because, well, the show's uh, over. But who knows? I'd love to see even if they, you know, five years from now, they do another Insider podcast where they look back on it and they reflect, okay, 10 years from now, let's just look back on on the show and talk about it a little bit. Like kind of like what, what Full House is doing, Full House uh, Rewind. Uh, Dave Couillet, of course, who plays Joey on Full House, has a podcast now called Full House Rewind where he just talks about Full House um, with guests on every week and stuff like that. And they talk about it. Most recently he just had Adam Corolla on, which uh, oh yeah, by the way, Adam Corolla. Yeah, this is the worst part about the honorable a- mentions. Uh the Adam Corolla podcast. Oh my god, it's just so good. Um, yeah, this was a really tough list to make. I mean, <laughs> even as I'm talking, I'm like, shit, I should have included them. I should have said this and that. But whatever, you can't include everybody. But uh, that's number four, uh, Better Call Saul Insider Podcast. Um number three is gonna be the John Campia show podcast. Now, uh the John Campia show John Campia was actually the first one of the first uh, uh, online film pundits I've ever watched. Um, because, I mean, going back to when he was working with uh, AMC Movie Talk, watching uh, his insight into movies and stuff like that and listening to him talk with his crew and everything, now he's branched out years later, and yet, and now he does his own show called The John Campia Show Podcast, where now he's not working under a big company like AMC. It's just working for John Campia. He's just working for himself. And, um, he always has great insight into his podcast. He uploads every, every day, like, like, um, Monday to Friday, every day, um, or, uh, every week, sorry. And it's just super insightful. And he's got an amazing crew, Robert My- Meyer Burnett, uh, Chris Carr, and, uh, just awesome, awesome crew he's got. And, uh, hearing their insight, well, cause especially when you have someone like Robert Meyer Burnett, who, uh, has worked and directed and, uh, produced films, uh, Just hearing that insight into what goes into it is just super – same with the Better Call Saul Insider Podcast. It's super inspiring and really helps you and strives you to do better yourself, Um, not just as a podcaster, but also as a creative mind. and, And bringing your work to life, bringing your vision to life. And hearing people like that who have worked in in the entertainment industry have that knowledge about what goes into it really helps a lot. So I definitely had to include that on there. It's great to hear that. Guys, be sure to uh, check out some of the episodes, by the way. It's on YouTube. You can also listen to it, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, everywhere where you listen to your podcasts. And um, highly recommended, highly uh, recommended. Number three, the John Campia Show podcast. Uh, Number two, we're we're in the top two now. Uh, Number two is going to be Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. Um, yeah, I remember there was someone I, t- I, I told someone, I said, yeah, I listened to Conan's podcast. They're like, I thought he was a talk show host. Uh, it's like, yeah, well, no, not anymore now. I'm sure i had to get coffee, talking too much. Um, so, uh, yeah, Conan O'Brien needs a friend. Um, Conan, oh my God, Conan was like my favorite talk show host, like of all time, like, or like one of them. I've had so many, uh, favorites over the years, but Conan was definitely one that stood out to me. Um, and uh, I was really, really sad when uh, his uh, talk show ended. I used to watch that. I, I watched that from the from the series premiere back in, oh, my God, 2010, 2009, something like that. And, uh, oh, my God, just so good. And um, seeing him in podcast form now, um, he also – one of the benefits also of that podcast – so, of course, uh, Conan O'Brien needs a friend. He has Sonam uh, uh, Sesian, his assistant, and Matt Gorley. And they have guests on every week. Uh, Like, one guest they had was uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like, they had these big guests on Arnold Schwarzenegger. They had uh, Albert Brooks recently on there. They've had, uh, who else have they had? Like, Charlie Day, Brian Cranston. So many, like, amazing, uh, uh, talented people. Ed Sheeran, uh, they had on there as well, too. So many amazingly talented people. Oh, and then uh, Harrison Ford was on there, too. And just. Conan just has that ability where he just has natural chemistry with like any person he sees or like just some, even some person he walks with on the street he just immediately has chemistry with them um and you know he it's just awesome and one of the things I love about his podcast too is that he he isn't um uh he doesn't have the handcuffs of like television he can say fuck he can say all these horrible or, or like dirty words and not have to worry about TV blurring it out or bleeping it out or anything—it's just a podcast. Just if you don't like it, just I you don't know, don't don't turn on this podcast, you know. Um, so I love it, and it's great to see him that he's still doing stuff. It's not like he, uh, quit or like uh retired from his late night talk show and just that's it. I'm done. I'm not doing anymore. I'm over. Instead, it's like no, he's doing podcasts, and it's out every Monday and. Uh, and uh, some episodes scattered throughout the week, like special, like twenty minute episodes where he meets some fans and stuff. But awesome stuff. Conan O'Brien needs a friend, and it's great to see Conan still at it. You know what I mean? So that is my number two. Now, number one, you guys have probably heard me mention this before. Uh, it's uh, the Bill Burr, uh, Bill Burr's Monday Morning Podcast. Is oh my god, it's just so goddamn perfect. Because <laughs> like, look, here's the thing about uh, the Monday Morning Podcast. Just picture – just picture it. Like, this is where I want, would love my podcast to go at some point, uh, where you can just – all you got to do, just turn on the mic. You don't, don't have any real cool special effects, and just ramble about what you hate in life and stuff like that, and people love it, and you're so good at it. That's who I tried to be like. Um, like, my, my God, like, just – and it's Bill Burr, like, I mean, he's like one of, if not like the funniest comedian. Uh, I mean, like, obviously that's subjective, but he's probably my favorite comedian uh, and and podcaster, without a doubt, my favorite podcast ever. Uh, just the fact that, like I said, it's Bill Burr, so it's funny no matter what. You just say, Bill Burr podcast? Oh yeah, count me in. Um, but it's just crazy how the dude can literally just pick up a mic, sit there and talk about wh- uh, what's on his mind. And it l- just sounds like the perfectly written uh, stand-up comedy routine ever. And it's so good. It's just so good. And he's, like, not even trying. Like, I'm sure to him it's just, like, whatever. I'm just talking like myself. Like, you know, I'm just, you know, <laughs> like, it's nothing. Like, I even saw they did a live episode where it, w- <laughs> it was, like, the birth of sit-down comedy. Where he's li- literally just sitting down and talking about uh, what's on his mind, but it sounds so—it's it, better than most stand-up specials I've seen on Netflix of uh, recent days. It's so good, um, and that's just that—that that just goes to show how much power he has as a comedian and as an entertainer. Um, so damn good. Uh, the Monday morning podcast—it makes me look forward to Mondays. Like, oh shit, it's Monday. Oh, Bill Burr's got a podcast out. Awesome, listen to it, and you know now everything's great. So that's my list there. So uh going from the top again. Number five is Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. Number four is uh the Better Call Saul Insider Podcast. Number three, the John Campia Show podcast. Number two, Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. And number one, the Monday morning podcast. Uh definitely, guys, I want to hear everyone else's thoughts. What are your top five podcasts of all time? What are your top twenty podcasts? I could have done a top twenty list if I wanted. That would have been even harder. Um or maybe not if I would have had time to include all those honorable mentions in there. But anyway, definitely be sure to let me know what you think about that. Do you agree with my list? Is it a good list? Definitely. I'm, I'm curious to see where people stand on that. Uh, I'm sure there might be one person that you didn't put Joe Rogan on there. He was honorable mention. I was it was close. It was close. I, w- I was going to put him on and it just kind of got bumped off by, by the other ones. But. Art is subjective and podcasts are subjective. Music is subjective. Everything is subjective. So definitely, guys, be sure to let me know what you think about that. And uh, so moving on to our uh, second main topic today, which is uh, top five most anticipated movies of 2023. Now, I was going to do this one as well, also as a top 10. But I realized I was kind of going through. I'm like, okay, what ones am am I most looking forward to? I'm like. I don't know if there'd be enough to warrant a top ten, so I just said we'll keep it a top five. Not that there's not a lot of movies coming out this year; it's just there's not as many as I thought there are. Like I, I was kind of expecting. I think twenty twenty five. Looking at twenty twenty five, we're getting a lot more, so I I anticipate that's going to be the big year. Um. So yeah, this time next year I'll be talking about what are, what are my most anticipated movies of 2025, and there will be a lot more. Maybe we can do a top ten then, but for now I'm just going to do a top five. A uh, couple o- honorable mentions here uh, are uh, Lord of the Rings: War of the Rohirrim, uh, December 3rd, 2024. That's a prequel to the Twin Towers about Rohan. Uh, we have the girl who who played Ao when She's come back. It's um. It is a animated movie too, which is interesting. I never really thought that they would do it that way but i guess you know if it's a prequel and it's been how many years since uh return of the king since she was in the, the franchise uh then you know you kind of have to or was she no um was she in the hobbit too i don't think well i've checked that was she in the hobbit let me see aon yeah that's gonna drive me nuts now because um where is she i could have sworn she was in who she play by oh my god Yeah don't mind me guys I'm just checking to see because now that's gonna be What is she in the hobbit my god it's been so long since I've seen it no she's not no I kept thinking I said oh wait maybe she's in the hobbit no so it's been since 2003 since she played that character so you know maybe in that case it kind of do gotta uh just do it animated if you're gonna have her back like it's not gonna it it, it might kind of take you out of the illusion but um so yeah that that'll be my number five. Or, or not my number five, geez, I'm all over over the place now. Uh, That's going to be my first honorable mention. And the second one's going to be Bob Marley, One Love. So it's a biopic about Bob Marley, uh, which is one that I didn't think would be on here. But after just seeing, I just watched Elvis on Netflix, and it was absolutely fantastic. And then, of course, later on in the show, I'm going to be giving my, my review of Maestro, which is the new Bradley Cooper uh movie. It's a biopic about uh Leonard Bernstein and it's fantastic. And so I think especially with Bob Marley, uh there's a lot that can be done with this movie. I think it's got potential. So looking forward to it, but not on my top five. So but worth mentioning as an honorable mention. So alright. And that will be out on February fourteenth, twenty twenty four. So on Valentine's Day. So all right, so let's get into the list here now. So number five, I got uh, Sonic the Hedgehog three coming out on December twentieth, twenty twenty four. So, I'm not I'm not even gonna say twenty twenty four. You guys n- already know already. Um, so yeah, this movie's gonna be awesome. I'm I'm super stoked now. Uh, going going into the first Sonic, I was like, yeah. I mean, especially we all know the con the whole controversy that was going around with Sonic's design. I'm like, oh, God, like this isn't gonna do well. Then of course, the internet bullied. The studio to change the design, and now here we are. The first one was great, second one was good, but not as good as the first one, in my opinion. And uh, I'm looking forward to three because we have, of course, um, uh, Shadow the Hedgehog is coming in this one, we have, uh, you know, Knuckles now, who is probably the standout of the second one, um, a- aside from Jim Carrey. Now, he- here's the one thing that has me concerned I don't think Jim Carrey's in this one because, of course, he was talking about retiring shortly after Sonic came out. Sonic 2 came out and I'm like oh my god is it going to work without Jim Carrey in it Uh so we'll have to see I'm like I'm still looking forward to it either way because the first two were really good but I am a little skeptical you know if Jim Carrey's not in it not that I mean like you know it's not the Eggman movie so I get that it's but it's just going to be hard without Jim Carrey if he's not in it now granted he still might be in it but from what I'm hearing I haven't seen anything about him being in this movie but we'll just have to see what happens uh either way i'm really intrigued to see of course shadow the hedgehog and uh yeah so super stoked to see so number four is going to be smile 2 now smile uh the first smile is awesome it's on netflix now actually if anybody hasn't watched it um surprised me as a horror movie it was absolutely terrific uh bacon and um what's the other guy's name Oh, God. Speaking of, I was talking about uh, Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum on my uh, podcast list. Um, oh, what's the name? Sosie Bacon and the and the guy she starred opposite in Smile. Why can't I think of his name? Uh, yeah, they were, uh, th- uh, that was a terrific episode of that podcast as well, them talking about Smile and their experience on it. Uh, the first one was absolutely terrific. And I'm not all about the new horror movies. Uh, some of them a lot just feel very formulaic and stuff. But Smile was a, very pleasant surprise, and I was uh, very, very impressed by it, and I'm really looking forward to Smile 2. I'm I'm super excited to see where they go with it, and, uh, you know, just the jump scares in the first one were so good. Watching it in theaters, it's one of those movies you got to watch in theaters. Uh, it's even more fun, but it's a terrific movie. Watch it on, on Netflix, and uh, so Smile 2 is coming October 18th, and uh, looking forward to it. I'm really, really looking forward to it. Will it be as good as the first? I don't know, because I don't think... Uh, Sosie Bacon's come. Well, probably not. Um, might just be all new characters, but we'll see. Either way, it's gonna be a great movie, and uh, that's gonna be number four on there. And it's one that I didn't think I'd be looking forward to, but after the first one and how pleasantly surprised I was by it, I'm very much looking forward to seeing the sequel. So, number that's number four. Number three is gonna be Mufasa the Lion King coming December 20th. Uh, that is, of course, the live action prequel to Lion King with Mufasa. Now, I talked about this. Um, it's actually one of our best top uh, viewed episodes. M- uh, Mufasa can't die where they're just constantly, <laughs> they're just, uh, Mufasa dies in the animated one. And then he's, you know, we see him die again in, uh, the live action one. And, um, yeah, I just find it uh, kind of funny now they're doing a prequel, so he can't die. But, uh, so when we were talking about that, it was like just announced. We didn't know much about it. Now we know it's coming December 20th, uh, next year. Or this year, I should say rather, and uh, I'm really looking forward to it. I mean, uh, we don't we have uh, different voice actors playing uh, uh, Mufasa and Scar, so it's not going to be James Earl Jones again. But either way, I think it's great because I think it's something that has to be touched on. They touched on it, I think in like those old, um, uh, what do you call it? Those like just books or stories and stuff like that. But I want to see it like live action. I want to, or not live action, but I want to see it like just you know visually. Um, I'm not a fan of of the live action thing. You know, I've mentioned that before where, uh, the Lion Lion King remake could have been done a little bit better. That's just my opinion. Um, although, uh, you know, I, I still think this one has a lot of potential to do great. So anyways, uh, that is, uh, Mufasa, uh, Lion King, um, coming out on, uh, December 20th. So, uh, that's number three. Number two, uh, now here's the thing. I wrestle with this one being number one. But then after thinking about it more, I'm going to switch them around. So, Deadpool 3 is number two. It was going to be number one, and then I switched it out. But you'll, I'll talk about that later when I get to number one. Number two, Deadpool 3. Um, uh, I love Deadpool. Um, I was looking for, you know, of, of course, I love Deadpool 1. I didn't like Deadpool 2 as much, but it was still great. And Deadpool 3, uh, not that I wasn't looking forward to it. I, like I was still excited to see it. But after, of course, we learned that Hugh Jackman is now coming back as Wolverine, which is something that I never in a million years would have thought we'd ever see again. I just thought there's no way Hugh Jackman's ever going to be back as Wolverine. That's it. Logan was done. That's it. He's done. Like, now here we are. He's back. And we're also... It's not just the fact that he's back, but it's the fact that we're also seeing him him and Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool together is going to be so damn good. Oh, my God. And I said... I said... Whether it's going to happen or not, I said this is going to be the biggest box office movie of the year. I know it's tricky because I know it's R-rated, but I think it could cross a billion dollars. I really do. Um, we'll see how accurate my prediction is. Uh, but I am going out on a limb and saying Deadpool 3 is going to be the biggest box office movie of the year. Now, call, you can call bullshit on me. I don't care. <laughs> but uh, So that's coming out July 26th. We'll see. Also, happy birthday to me, because that's coming out a couple days before my birthday. Can't wait. Um, So, yeah, we'll see what happens. But right now, I'm calling it biggest box office movie of the year, Deadpool 3. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, I know people argue that they say because it's R-rated. Well, I mean, that doesn't necessarily mean one one or the other. But anyway, Deadpool 3. Can't wait to see Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman in their respective roles. It's going to be so good. And uh, so now, number one, number one, Joker fully adieu. After careful consideration, I wouldn't have put this on the list, but seeing the pictures, hearing all about it, and uh, just w- with h- with how uh, excellent the first one was, and uh, the fact that we have the original director coming back, the uh, you know jo- the the Joker himself, Joaquin Phoenix, come back. We have Lady Gaga now as Harley Quinn. Yeah, this is uh I think this is it. Yeah, I I just said I think this is hands down my my most anticipated movie of this year. Um now I always uh like like uh, the one thing that I was always very um uh, concerned about was because Joker was never meant to be like the first one was never meant to be done as multiple films. Like it was just going to be a one and done, that's it. But because after it made a billion dollars, uh everything then changed. So it's like okay, now we are probably going to have to do a sequel to it now. Um and the fact that you got Lady Gaga in there as well too. Now I know people some I know some people see her, Lady Gaga, she don't act. Blah, 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 blah. Then you clearly haven't seen A Star Is Born, which that's something that you should check out if you say that that uh, Lady Gaga can't act. And then we have Walking Phoenix of course, best actor um, like literally he won best actor at the academy awards for for playing joker and maybe he could win it for the second one I don't know but definitely yeah I think that's my most anticipated movie of the year now after careful consideration Deadpool 3 was at the top for a while but just hearing more information about De- uh, uh Joker 2 like yeah I got to I got to bump it out I got to I got to switch them around it was going to be Joker 2 was going to be number 3 I'm like no nah, just ugh, it's just so uh yeah so Anyway, yeah, that's where we are. So going through the list again. Uh, number five is Sonic the Hedgehog 3 coming out December 20th. Number four, Smile 2, October 18th. Number three, Mufasa the Lion King, December 20th. Number two, Deadpool 3, July 26th. And number one, Joker, Folia I Deux, October 4th. My most anticipated movies of the year. Uh, do you guys agree? Do you guys not? Yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see where uh, people stand on that. So definitely be sure. Let me know what you think. Do you, do you agree with mine? Do you not? It's all subjective. Like I said, it's all subjective. Uh, don't matter. People agree, disagree. Why would you put this on top? Whatever. <laughs> so definitely, guys, be sure to let me know what you think about that. And um, <coughs> sorry, I'm just popping some gum in my mouth. Um, and so now our last discussion topic today is going to be reviewing uh, the new Bradley Cooper movie now that just came out on Netflix, which is uh, Maestro. Um, now for those of you guys who haven't checked it out yet, definitely be sure it's on Netflix now. Um, it, ac- it premiered at a film festival, I think a-, a couple months ago. So people had time to see it in advance. Um, but just came out worldwide on, uh, December 20th, I believe December 20th. Um, and, uh, so I, I had the privilege of watching it. Um, <laughs> I had the privilege of watching it. It makes me seem like I was invited to the premiere. Um, no, I just laid in bed and watch it. Uh, anyways, so uh Maestro. Uh it of course follows uh, uh uh Leonard Bernstein. He uh of course American composer, conductor, uh, and mainly focuses it, it focuses a little bit on his career, but it, but at the core of it it's uh about his relationship with his wife Felicia, who's played by Carrie Mulligan, and uh, of course Bradley Cooper plays um uh, Bernstein, and I have to say Bradley Cooper. I mean, as I have said many times before, is one of the best actors ever. Um, speaking of my top five lists and stuff like that, I did, of course, a top five favorite actors, and he was on there. The dude's fantastic, and this one here just proves even more just how uh, amazing he is because not only did he act in this, uh, so here, here's the first thing I did. He acted in this film, and transformed literally into leonard bernstein like literally transformed into leonard bernstein and oh my god it was just absolutely amazing and so not just that but then he also directed and star or or, yeah yeah directed and co-wrote the movie which i think is absolutely amazing and it makes these movies more because it's the vision of like one man, and that's what I love about these types of movies. Same with like the Knives Out movies, where it's written and directed by Ryan Johnson, where it's like the like Knives Out and Glass Onion are the vision of one filmmaker, Ryan Johnson, and it's absolutely terrific. And so, uh, Maestro, uh, so a- as I mentioned, uh, Bradley Cooper and Carrie Mulligan play. Uh, Felicia and uh, Leonard Bernstein and uh, so Leonard of course carries on with these homosexual affairs and it's really, it's really and this is all based on a true story by the way and so then it kind of complicates their marriage and uh, you know of course they have kids as well too uh, it kind of starts off uh, in the past in black and white and then as it moves more into the future the black and white disappears and it's full color and it was brilliantly directed like brilliantly shot the cinematography is excellent and um, and as I mentioned before, with uh Bradley Cooper and uh, Carey Mulligan, their chemistry too were, was just absolutely fantastic. Um, They're and then uh, even in the screen, like uh, the way the lines are written and stuff, it in some of their arguments, it doesn't even feel like I'm just watching two actors because y- you might watch some movie where like you know a couple, uh, the couples are fighting and it just feels just so like. Rehearsed. It just feels so like just, okay, you say your line. Now you say your line. Now you say your line. Like some of them feels almost like theater in a way. Where theater, you kind of have the – uh, you can get away with that because when you're performing on a stage in front of people, it can be somewhat exaggerated. It can be somewhat rehearsed, not overdone. But in movies, it's different because it's – they're actually in that space. You know, like they're actually – like on a stage – Sometimes they might have to pretend that they're in a certain uh, location, whereas in movies, it's they're actually there, physically there, and it has to seem real. And if it's just they're just rehearsing, a f- <laughs> if they're just fighting like that, it just, you know, it just might not work. So that's why I was super impressed by uh, their performances and their chemistry. It felt amazing. It was just super fantastic. And, um, of course, the direction, the cinematography, uh, um, how it was shot. Uh, and even not just uh, Bradley Cooper, uh, we had uh, quite quite the cast, actually. We had, of course, um, we had uh, Sarah Silverman, uh, who was in there as well, and I I had to look for a second, I said, holy shit, that's Sarah. <laughs> that's Sarah Silverman. Um, uh, she was in it, and she was great. Um, Josh Hamilton from The Walking Dead uh, was in there as well, too, and he was fantastic. Um, and uh, Maya Hawke, uh, June Gable, really, really good cast, and... Um, uh, who else was there? Um, uh, Brian Klugman's in there as well, too. Uh, and, um, yeah, just a f- fantastic. Cast. They were all perfectly, perfectly casted. And um, I was just really blown away. Um, even just doing my list. Like, so here I am giving all, all the pros of it. And I was trying to think. I'm like, what what, um, what did I hate about the movie? And I'm like, uh, oh, what did I hate about it? Um not that I hated this. I mean like, I'm just gonna say, I mean, like the the, the movie is absolutely fantastic. It is a fantastic movie. And uh, Bradley Cooper has done a, an amazing job. He's proved that he's not only like one of the best actors of our generation, but he's also a fantastic filmmaker, writer, uh, producer, director, all that stuff. He can literally do it all and sing. he can sing too. like that's not fair. Like this dude can do li- literally do everything. It's actually insane it's insanity um but one thing I was kind of a little bit the ending felt somewhat premature somewhat it felt somewhat premature um now spoiler alert this is a little bit of spoiler I mean like I mean it's it's history so I mean obviously there's not really much you can spoil but if you're worried about that stuff don't listen to this part but the movie ends Like so, of course, uh, we know uh, Felicia, his wife, dies of cancer, and uh, so right when she dies, there's like ten minutes of like, you know, um, uh, uh, Bernstein and his kids moving away from their home, uh, and then what he does after her death and everything. Uh, and then of course it circles back to, so, so the movie starts off with him, uh, talking to, uh, some, uh, reporters and stuff like that. And then at the end it kind of circles back and it was like, he was, he, he was telling the whole movie to these people. Um, but I kind of wished, I mean, like we saw like 10 minutes of what he did after his wife died and, I uh, and, I kind of wanted to see it maybe a little bit more. I feel like it, it would have been nice to see, like, okay, so we see that uh, Felicia died. How did this affect, you know, the whole, the, uh, the whole family? Like, we didn't really see much of the kids' reactions and how they dealt with it. I was kind of really interested to see that, and then it kind of ended, not, like, immediately after, but... It was, I don't know, I I kind of just wish we would have gotten a little bit more. Like, they could have extended it a little bit more. But then again, they got the point, like, it was really, and this is one thing I do like about it. With, with most biopics, it's always about, oh, it's about their career, and it's about doing this, and this, and doing that. Uh, but this one here was just a full-on, it was just focused centrally on their love story. It wasn't just so focused on, I mean, obviously, it was a little bit of a, of, um, it, it was quite a bit a uh, big plot point. I mean, him going through his career and stuff like that. But at, at, at its core, it was mainly about their marriage and their relationship and their comp- complicated uh, marriage. Because, of course, Leo or um uh, Leonard's going on or Lenny. They called him Lenny. He's going on his homosexual affairs. And it's like, uh what do you want kind of thing? Really powerful stuff. And I was kind of just hoping to see a little bit more of the fallout after Felicia's death. Uh, we got a little bit of it, but I was kind of just hoping there'd be a little bit more. Uh, that's just my opinion anyway. Aside from that, the movie was excellent. I really loved the movie. Uh, I'm going to give it a 9.5 out of 10. Uh, I was thinking about going a little higher. I'm like, no, I think 9.5 is good because, as I said, I feel like there was a little bit more to it, and it, it could have ended maybe a little bit better. It's just me now. If I wasn't just being a critic, if I was just being just some audience member, like then yeah, it's perfect. But I just had to think. I'm like, what am like I'm kinda of going all over the place. I'm like, oh. <laughs> I'm trying kind to think of thinking, like what I want to say. Um like any movie you watch, it's like, oh, they could have done this better, they could have done that better. And the, yeah, yes, like every movie's like that, even like the best movies in the world that you give like 10 out of 10s to. Could they have done that a little better? Yeah, they could have done that better, like, you know. Um, but overall, I thought it was great. I really loved Maestro. It was a fantastic movie. And uh, I'm going to give it a, a 9.5 out of 10. I really, I highly, highly recommend the movie to any of you guys who have yet to see it. Um. It's also a reason why I'm looking forward to seeing the Bob Marley biopic next year, too, because uh, I'm 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 really a fan of, of biopics. I know a lot of people uh, are kind of tired of them, but I personally am. I'm, I'm not tired of them. I really, really like because then, of course, we got the Michael Jackson one coming out um, and uh, even watching like the Elvis one just recently. I learned so much more about Elvis that I wouldn't have really known otherwise. Um, but. Yeah, so 9.5 out of 10 for Maestro, Bradley Cooper. I think I'm going to say this right now. I think this is Bradley Cooper's Oscar nomination and win. I mean, obviously, he's been nominated before, and he hasn't won. But I think this one here might win him an Academy Award. I really, really do. Um, Because it's one thing, like this is always something that always blows my mind. Uh, Certain actors have been able to complete this, like Colin Farrell, uh, Austin Butler as Elvis. Uh, Colin Farrell, of course, when he was the Penguin and Batman, they literally transformed into the character. Like, Bradley Cooper literally transformed into Leonard Bernstein. Bernstein. And he's only, like, 40-some. And even when he's at 70 years old, they got the makeup and everything perfect. And and that's rare. Like, that's art. Or also, like, uh, uh, I'm probably missing a few, but, yeah, just absolutely terrific. So, I think this is his Academy Award. I, I think this is what This is finally his year. He's going to win it, but we'll see what happens. So anyways, that's my thoughts on that. Be sure to let me know what you guys think about that. And uh, we're going to call for the show today, guys. Uh, That's our season three premiere. Um, Thank you guys for tuning in, as always, to the show. I really, really appreciate it. Uh, We'll be back next week with guests and uh, very, very much uh, looking forward to another year of uh, podcasting and entertainment and all that good stuff. So just doing uh, what I love to do. So uh, thank you guys again, and also be sure to get your tickets for our uh, night of 1X, uh, January 12th, uh, which is at the time of uh, that you guys are listening to this, is next Friday night. So 7 p.m., tickets are $25, book ahead, texting or calling 506-624-3315. And uh, yeah, guys, thank you so much for listening, and uh, we'll catch you next week. Until then, this is Frankie signing off. Happy New Year, everyone, and stay safe and make good choices. Have a good one.